Welcome to the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Today's show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Remember, fans don't let fans drive drunk. Now, please welcome the hosts of the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show, Russell Venosi and Tyler Palmatier. Welcome into the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. I'm Russell Venosi, flying solo today on the show, but still excited about what we've got coming for you guys. Uh, in just a moment, we're going to talk to Glencliff football coach Philip Stevenson. His team was able to pick up its first win since 2018 on Friday night, so we're excited to talk about that with him and kind of the ascension of their program uh, over there in southeast Nashville. We're also going to talk about uh, um, all the things that happened in week two, um, some of my observations from th- those games, and also look ahead and make some predictions for week three. So we're happy to be here, brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office, of course. And let's go ahead and jump into our interview now with Mr. Phillip uh, from Glencliff Football. Philip, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you betcha. Uh, so, Philip, that, that <laughs> win last week over Republic, it was a big one for you guys, uh, 40-46. We're able to um, get that first win since the 2018 season. Just take me through what that celebration was like for your players, uh, for your coaches, and just everybody that's um, helped make this possible this season. It was awesome, man. I got I got hit with the cooler twice. I thought I kind of <laughs> I stepped past the first one, and then here come a second one. Uh, but you know those guys, man, they had fun, man. They were um, they were excited. The families were excited. Uh, ran into several faculty members. Uh, principals down on the field after the game. Um, they were taking pictures of the scoreboard. Um, I mean, they, it was just a good feeling. Um, toward the end of it, funny is that I had two seniors kind of sitting back in the in the back of the end zone after everyone had already gone down to the locker room after the field, the majority of everybody. And, you know, they were over there just reminiscing. Um, and some stories that they told me was that they, uh, Dave and Johnson was one of them, and Hervinska, Eugene, two seniors, Tell me about how they had sat through um, or played through 70 to nothing losses. And I think you mentioned like a 90 to nothing loss, a uh, loss where they had turned off the clock to, I guess, save face. But um, they were just saying how, how they had went through so much adversity. And to actually be on the other side of that, um, you know, they were just soaking it in, man, sitting in the end zone, empty field. We cleaned up the pylons and they're just sitting there. So I was able to sit with them for a few minutes on the on the field and, and take it in and just kind of enjoy that with them in that moment. That's neat that they got to enjoy and kind of appreciate, you know, uh, just everything that Glenn Cliff has been through. And it really has been quite a while since this, the program's had consistent success. I was looking back and uh, 2011 was the, the last winning season, the last playoff appearance. Um, so when this job became available at the end of, or I guess after the 2021 season, what made you kind of look at it and say, Hey, that's a challenge that I want to take on um, and see if we can, uh, Kind of right the ship there. Yeah, man. So that was that was rough. I actually, um, so my mom died when I was three, so I really was raised with my with my dad, and then he actually died in 2020 in May of 2020, um, not of COVID, but it was during that COVID we were doing virtual school, and um, it was a difficult time for me, and so uh, I had kind of quit football at that time and had trying to you know get myself together. Um, started coaching track at Laverne High School when the, when the job opened. And I knew that football was my passion. I knew that my dad would want me to continue with what my passion is. 
and not, you know, sort of give up on, on things. And so I was looking for somewhere to fit in. And, you know, Glencliff, I saw that was open. I came down, uh, which is a short drive from Murfreesboro, looked at the campus, looked at the, the practice field, the game field, and, you know, the bones were good. Um, looked at the – couldn't really get in the building much, but, you know, as far as the stadium is concerned, you know, Jim Wilson Stadium was, was looking good. It was new. Practice field was there, you know, so – I knew it had good bones and just needed some life to be breathed into it. So I looked for that opportunity and was blessed to get it. And, uh, you know, I wanted to make the most of it. So when you got to Glencliff, I think it was around the spring of 2022 when you were officially hired. Um, what was kind of the state of the program? I mean, what maybe what were some specific things you felt like were going to be obstacles and maybe some other things where you felt like there was really some opportunities um, to have some success? So my first practice that we held that spring, we had seven kids, and I knew initially that was a problem, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> we need 11 to play football. So, um, you know, numbers were a big issue, probably the biggest issue that we had. Uh, we had to do some restructuring as far as the weight room was concerned. Um, the locker room needed some um, improvement as far as uh, just organization, uh, what we had and, you know, where things were. We had to instill a weight room program. Um, we we actually held a spring practice that year, or that that spring, which was the first time they had done that in a while, to my understanding. Um, so, yeah, man, starting out with seven kids, you know, going through a spring. I think we got up to maybe twenty-one, uh, maybe twenty that spring. So that was hard. We really couldn't go eleven on eleven at all. Um, so, going into summer, um, we were asking kids to do things that they had not done before. Uh, we were asking parents to do things that they had not done before. So I'm uh, kind of getting that buy-in from parents and kids and being consistent with it uh, was by far the hardest task at that time. And we're still dealing with some of those residual effects today. Um, so, you know, it's hard to, to get people to do things that they've never done before and to believe in why this will work now when it hasn't worked previously. You know, the last – three years or four years, how long they had been here. We know why, why try it now. So it sounds like it definitely took some time to one, get enough players two to try to get those players to buy in. And last year you guys were, I was looking at the schedule. You, um, you were in some of the games, especially early in the season, still finished 0 and 10. Was there anything that happened this off season, any progress that made you say, okay, I think we're going to break through in 2023 and get our first win. Yeah, I mean, we, we got some more kids coming out. Uh, that definitely helped. Um, we started getting consistent numbers. I think, uh, you know, that, that this summer, I think we, we didn't go under maybe 25, you know, which was astronomically better than what it was in the past uh, to be in June and July and have 20, 30 kids at practice. So, like I said, last year we could even practice 11 versus 11. So we really didn't play real football. Um, so being able to do that. I was definitely um, monumental and game-changing as far as Glencliff football is concerned. So your senior quarterback, Eric Thomason, he had a big night uh, last week against Republic, accounted for four touchdowns. He's up for our Main Street Preps uh, slash Delta Dental Football Player of the Week. Can you take me through Eric's development and you know maybe where he's um, improved the most over, over last season? Eric's a great leader. He's a three-sport athlete. Um, plays baseball and he's the point guard on the basketball team, pitches on the baseball mound. Um, and he, of course, he's our quarterback. 
Uh, he's a big boy, man. He, he reminds me of Jared Lorenzen from Kentucky. I don't know how old you are, but uh, he, he's got an arm on him. He's got some shiftiness to him, um, but he's a big guy. So he's probably a, a, just as good of a runner as he is a passer. Um, but he definitely is a leader. Um, and Eric played his part in, in getting the team together last year. You know, being the point guard, being the pitcher, guys kind of follow him. And so when we kind of got him on board with, with the program and what we were doing, um, it was kind of easy to lean on him uh, to kind of help wrangle some of those some of those stragglers in. Um, but, yeah, he was um, – he didn't throw a pick, which is – you know, we've been kind of harping on him to take care of the football. He has a tendency to kind of force plays sometimes, but um, he settled in this year. He settled in this year, settled in against Republic. Didn't have a bad game against Stratford. Um but he had a good game against Republic, did not turn it over in the air. I think he had one fumble, um, and we got to get that fixed. But, um, you know, he's he's being consistent, and, and that's what we ask him. You know, be consistent back there in the pocket, make consistently good decisions, um, and he's doing that. So that's kind of leading us to some success. I do uh, remember Jared uh, Lorenzo, and that's, that's an awesome comparison there. I, he was a difficult guy to bring down, so it's neat to have a quarterback that has a, a unique skill set like that. Um, and Philip, you know, with, with Glencliff having been out of the spotlight for the last several years, um, you know, with the lack of success, it, I was looking up and down the roster, really didn't recognize a whole lot of names. Um, so, along with Eric, who are some guys on your team that that we really need to know about? Uh, thanks for asking that, man. I, I kind of I don't do social media much, but when I get on there, I try to tweet uh, diamonds in the rough when uh, we talk about Glencliff football, because we certainly have a lot of diamonds here. Um, just looking at the roster, man, going down number one, Emmanuel Kenyawa, he goes about 6'3". Right now he's about 205. He's a big kid, man. He's got nice, soft hands. He's got large, uh, long wingspan. He could really play outside linebacker. Uh, we play him at safety. Uh, he can play corner. Uh, he could probably put his hand on the ground and play defensive end. But um, now he's a ball player. You got Marquise Smith, another senior. He's about six foot, one one eighty five. Um, he's a southpaw, so he's left handed. He's our backup quarterback, but he can also run the football at running back. He plays slot for us. Um, he could easily go out wide. Uh, he could play safety. He plays corner for us. Um, he, uh, Hervisky Eugene is another senior. Um, he plays defensive tackle for us. He could play defensive end or linebacker. Um, Really, he could probably play safety, a strong safety uh, at the next level, but um, he plays offensive tackle for us. Um, I think he had six solos Friday night, uh, two forced fumbles. I mean, he was in the backfield all night long. David Johnson, another senior, I think he's 51. Uh, he's, I think he's our leading tackler right now, but, I mean, he, he brings the boomstick, and when he hits you, it hurts. Uh, he's also our long snapper. Uh, he's also playing on the offensive line. Um, it's funny, man, because we actually have a lot of power lifters on our team, um, more than we have football players. Um, but David and Hervinsky are sacrificing and playing uh, down in the trenches for us. Um, let's see. Uh, we got uh, Kim Jika Ajoku. He's actually one of our STEM prep kids. Uh, we co-op with STEM prep, but he's a senior. Um, I think he benches maybe three or 400 pounds, but – He's down at, at nose tackle. Um, he plays offensive guard for us, and he's living in the backfield and definitely causing some fits for defenses. So that, those are just a few guys. Uh, I'm leaving some out, and I apologize to those guys who I am leaving out. But 
Uh, man, Linkliff is loaded with talent. Talent's been here. I think where we lacked uh, was in the weight room and in conditioning. I mean, anytime you're not doing summer workouts and not not having consistent spring practices, you're going to fall behind, especially in Tennessee football. Um, so just, us just doing those those little things like that have definitely got us uh, caught up and the kids are able to catch up and, and we can compete now. So this year, uh, Glencliff moved up from Class 4A to Class 5A. That's just kind of how it goes sometimes based on the student population. So uh, a, st- a stiff challenge here in this league you guys are in, the Region uh, 6-5A. You look down the line there, you got Centennial, Hillsborough, uh, James Lawson, Nolensville, Page, the runner-up from the, the past couple seasons in Class 5A. What do you think it's going to take to uh, to get to a point where you guys are competitive uh, in your league there? We've got some great assistant coaches, man. Um, they're, they're really the unsung heroes in, in our success here at Glencliff. Um, I kind of get the credit, but uh, really it's our assistant coaches who do the, the heavy lifting. Uh, Coach Lane, uh, the offensive coordinator, and Coach Sparks, defense coordinator, uh, they live in the film room. They keep our guys in film. We try to watch film at least four or five times a week. Um, but I think uh, the biggest thing, man, is just practicing. Um, I think if we can have consistent practice, good practices. Um, I think that turns into good play on the field. Um, and we haven't always done that. Like I said, last year we were, we couldn't go 11 on 11 um, early, early on or later on that last year, we were guys weren't being consistent this year. We're starting to get more consistent practice. Um, so well, we can do that. Like I said, I think we can play with anybody. Um, you know, the, the experience might not be there, but, you know, I tell them all the time, they can only play 11 at a time. So, I think when we get to those Nolanvilles and Centennial games, those guys will outnumber us two to one probably because we only have 60 helmets. Um, we carry about 45 on the roster right now. But, you know, if we can get 11 guys, 22 guys that want to play uh, hard for us, I think we can compete. And you guys are doing some cool things to sort of connect with Glencliff's past. I saw that um, you hosted a uh, flag football game for alumni a few weeks ago and Next month, you guys are also retiring Jerry Broadbent's uh, number 22 jersey. He was a running back for the Glencliff in the 60s, uh, went on to have a long high school coaching career, including um, a lot of success there at Glencliff uh, as all alma mater. Um, how is that type of outreach helpful for you guys as you're trying to build up today's program? Um, yeah, the alumni game was great, man. It was That was one of the better crowds that I've seen here. I would say top three crowds that I've seen in, in uh, my short – span here but uh yeah coach broadbent man there, there's a lot of history at glencliff that not a lot of kids know about these this generation they don't know but uh glencliff had a state championship run back in 99 um i think some of the rezoning kind of hurt the school as far as um you know the kids who were coming in uh but there's a rich tradition here at glencliff and a lot of these alumni know that and they want to breathe life back into the program um, so for some of those guys were able to come and, and tour the facility, uh, the updates that we've made at the school with the new weight room, uh, updates to the locker room, um, and even the stadium. You know, the stadium's only less than 10 years old. So for them to come in and see that and see that um, Glencliff is still alive and doing well, um, that's that's big, man, because we need the alumni buy-in. We need the community to buy-in. Um, uh, one of the alumni were telling me at the alumni game about how the, the games would – Kids, guys, uh, fans would be on the fence line um, and they would be parking way down by Woodbine Clinic 
um, and walking down to the to the game at, at, at Glencliff High School, which is about half of a mile. So um, we want to get the stadium back back to that. Well, they got to park down the street and walk just to get in. So um, having the, the alumni uh, with us and and showing up um, is huge. Having the faculty and staff is huge. Showing up and of course the community. You know, I want the, um, I want the community to be involved and donations always help, but but the presence is, is better. Uh, along those lines, Philip, last one for you. If let's say a year from now we were to have this same conversation, um, where would you hope that Glencliff is by that point? Do you, do you guys have goals for one, two, three, four years from now as far as kind of the progress you hope to see? Uh, just in terms of, I guess, the on field and off field stuff. Yeah, um, my goal is uh, to win a state championship. Uh, you know, whether that's here at Glencliff or elsewhere, you know, I want to win a state championship. I expect to win um, every game. I know that hadn't always been the been the end result, but I expect to win every game. I practice like we're going to win every game. Uh, we prepare like we're going to win every game, and then we go out and play the game. So uh, we're going we're going to get ready for Easy Harden tomorrow night uh, here at home, and um, then after that we'll get ready for Nolensville next week. But um, my my goal is to go to the playoffs every every year, and eventually win the state championship. So. Um, if we can get there, I'll be happy. And until then, I won't be happy. And even if we win one, I want to win another one. So um, that, that's kind of where I am. And I told the kids, you know, uh, my main goal is, as an educator, uh, being an English teacher, um, I, I want to get some kids to college. You know, we got some kids who are definitely worthy of playing collegiate football. You know, we talk about Eric Thomason, Markeeb Smith, Herbinski Eugene, David Johnson. Kimjika Ojoku, you know, all those are 3.0 guys. They're 3.0 plus students, um, great academic students who can perform on the field. Multiple sport athletes, um, great character, great discipline. Um, you know, and even we can got some guys who go 2.5 and, and up um, who are recruitable, you know, who, who look good in pads and out of pads. So I want somebody to sign a scholarship this year. Somebody needs to come and recruit these diamonds we have here at Glencliff and give these kids another chance to show what they can do at the next level. Well, it sounds like you guys are certainly on your way, Phillip. So congratulations once again on the big win last week, and uh, appreciate your time today, and good luck against Ezo Harding. Thank you for having us. Go Colts. All righty, that has been Glencliff football coach Phillip Stevenson. Really inspiring stuff there, what the Colts have been able to do so far, and we'll see if they are able to keep it up. Uh, but we are going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break and then come back with my week two observations. So stick around for that. Just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. As an Allstate agent in Gallatin, Larry Maynard knows many local families. His knowledge and understanding of the people in this community helps him provide customers with outstanding service. Give Larry a call at 615-452-1500. Macon Bank and Trust Company is a proud supporter of the Gallatin Green Wave. For over 100 years, Macon Bank and Trust has offered a true hometown banking experience to help you meet your financial goals. 
We are local people with local decision-making and ready to serve you. Don't let pain keep you from doing the things you love. With our world-class physicians, Houston Clinic Orthopedics will have you back enjoying your life in no time. From ortho care to physical therapy and more, visit our website to book an appointment. Houston Clinic Orthopedics, when experience matters. Craving the juiciest, most delicious burgers in Dixon? Look no further. Luke's Burgers and Breakfast has got you covered. Whether you're in the mood for a mouth-watering cheeseburger or a breakfast burrito, we have it all. Our secret? Only the freshest ingredients cooked to perfection every time. So why settle for ordinary when you can have extraordinary? Come on down to Luke's Burgers and Breakfast, where every bite is an experience. Welcome back to the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. Uh, before we look ahead to Week 3, I want to give a few observations from Week 2. And, man, I got to see one of the best games of Week 2. I was at Brentwood Academy at Brentwood. Brentwood pulled this one out in dramatic fashion, 21-18. to 18. And I think everybody's starting to wonder just how uh, how much of a contender Brentwood might be after uh, their, their two wins to open the season now over Blackman and Brentwood Academy. Uh, but, man, this win over Brentwood Academy was something else. Quarterback Baylor Hayes, the transfer from Jacksonville, Florida, made quite the first impression to the whole Brentwood community that was there on hand. Uh, he was he was awesome. He had all three – he accounted for all three touchdowns, including the go-ahead uh, score in the final minute that he scrambled all around the field for and was able to kind of find a way in the, into the end zone. And George McIntyre, of course, the Brentwood Academy quarterback, put on a show as well. But uh, Hayes was able to go toe-to-toe with him. Uh, was able to answer their drives and had some really nice throws um, in his own right. So I was really impressed with Hayes, played with a lot of toughness. Asked uh, Brentwood coach Clint Finch afterwards who um, Hayes reminds him of, and he said Brian Garcia, the former Ravenwood quarterback from a year a couple of years ago that I believe is now at um, uh, playing college football in, in Louisiana now. But uh, that was his high school comparison, but he said that Hayes likes to sort of model his game after McKenzie Milton, the former U, uh, UCF quarterback that eventually went on to Florida State after his really severe leg injury, was able to get back on the field. But um, that was a guy that you know can make plays with his legs and can make all the throws, and that's what Hayes is. He's already got a handful of Division One offers, and I would expect that list to grow if he continues to play this way. So huge pickup for Brentwood there uh, in the transfer market. And uh, elsewhere, though, uh, Pearl Cone living up to the hype. They now have wins over CPA and NBA after the first two weeks, and they are up to number two in our Main Street Preps top 25 rankings. So a wonderful start there for the Firebirds, and those were their two toughest games. Coach Tony Brunetti likes to schedule some tough non-region games in the early going, so hardly any better teams out there to to play, to test yourself against than CPA and NBA. Um, They were able to get both of them, uh, knock off both of them, so that was huge. The key for Pearl Cone now the rest of the way I think, in their, I guess, final eight uh, regular season games is just to not to look over, overlook anybody. They've got some teams on their schedule uh, that are going to be beatable. And um, as long as they just keep playing the way they've been playing, I don't see any reason why they can't have a really great season and make another run at the Class 4A state title. And they've got all the experience needed to do that, all the experience um, on defense and offense to sort of keep everybody grounded, keep everybody playing well. So, And on top of all that, Starting next week against Pure Academy, they are going to have their new artificial turf uh, field ready to go. It's the first Metro field ready of the 15 that they are resurfacing, three, uh, 13 football fields, two soccer fields. Uh, so Pearl Cone, a lot of good things happening for them right now. And if you're a Firebirds fan, uh, plenty of reasons to be fired up and to go check out that, that game next week um, at their renovated stadium. Uh, lastly here, 
big question of the first couple of weeks. Is it time to hit the panic button on the Division II AAA East region? The teams that coming into the year were – Everybody had sort of penciled in as favorites, you know, Lipscomb Academy, Brentwood Academy, Montgomery Bell Academy. After two weeks, those teams are a combined 0-6. Now they've all played tough schedules, but I don't think anybody expected them to be 0-6 at this point combined. Uh, the short answer here is the panic button does not need to be hit. I think these teams have learned a lot from these tough games they've played early. When you look down the line, Lipscomb Academy lost IMG Academy. We weren't expecting necessarily a win there. That's a powerhouse with players from all over the country. And then uh, they had every chance to win that Sarah Lynn, Alabama game last week on ESPN and uh, just couldn't quite come out with it there in overtime. So really no harm, no foul there. Brentwood Academy lost narrowly to CPA and Brentwood, who both uh, appeared to be really solid teams. So not a whole lot of uh, reason to hang your hat there either. And then NBA is still kind of figuring out its quarterback situation and they lost to Pearl Cone and Innsworth. So definitely not the start any of those teams were expecting, but, um, they still got plenty of time to turn it around. But hey, if you look over at the West region, the West region was definitely overlooked during the offseason, but Innsworth and Father Ryan are both 2-0. and So it's definitely not all bad in the Division II AAA uh, classification for the Nashville area teams. And I have a feeling that some, uh, some of those teams that have had a tough starts are going to start to see their luck change pretty soon just with all the talent and the coaching that they've got at all three of those schools. So those are my week two observations. Let's take another break and then we will come back with some predictions for week three. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. Thought I could hold my liquor. Welcome to the GR Group at Cry Like Realtors. Our team is comprised of seasoned veterans, military spouses, and other real estate professionals with strong ties to the military community. We specialize in helping our clients buy and sell homes, as well as providing comprehensive services for commercial and land properties. Whether you're relocating to the area interested in buying or selling a home or looking for commercial or land properties, the GRR Group has the expertise and resources to help you achieve your real estate goals. Contact the GRR Group today. Founded in 2005, Pamela Witt, First Lending Solutions, has a reputation of consistently offering the lowest possible rates and, above all, providing outstanding customer service. Pamela Witt, First Lending Solutions, takes pride in treating our clients with honesty and integrity. We provide excellent service and experience you can trust for all your mortgage needs. Proudly serving all of Tennessee. Apply today. Call Pamela Witt, First Lending Solutions, 858-518-1506 or online at www.firstlendingonline.com. NMLS number 314276, ID 135932. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it. That's why Southern Nights is here to help. We install programmable lighting on your home or business so you can enjoy beautiful, customizable lighting all year round. No more ladders, tangled lights, or cold nights outside. We do the work, you do the celebrating. Call Southern Nights today and take the hassle out of holiday lighting forever. For a free quote, give us a call at 931-241-3074 or visit our Facebook page at Southern Nights. 
let's dive into some picks for week three. I'm going to mention several games here. Uh, if you want to see the rest of my picks, you can go to MainStreetPreps.com. They'll be there along with picks from our entire staff across the mid-state. So uh, a good cross-section there of what we think is going to happen this week. Uh, but here are some games I wanted to highlight. First is Beach at Riverdale. These are two really strong teams, both coming off close losses, though, last week. And I've got to give the edge to Riverdale, especially uh, with them being at home 24 to 21. I like the combination of Braden Graham at quarterback and Brock Montgomery at wide receiver. I think those guys are going to have a big season. And I think it's going to be just enough to edge Beach here in this one. Brentwood at Hendersonville. We talked about Baylor Hayes earlier. Uh, he's going to be uh, a difficult assignment there for Hendersonville's defense. But Hendersonville's got a quarterback, too, that can, that can run around and throw it. So it should be a great quarterback matchup. Uh, Mason Baker, he was our Main Street Prep slash Delta, Delta Dental fan voted player of the week for week one. Um, that said, though, I'm going to give Brentwood the edge 38 to 21. Stewart's Creek at Hillsboro. This should be an interesting one. Uh, I don't think there's going to be too much of a margin here. Uh, both teams playing well, both teams 2 and 0. Oh. Uh, I do think Cocky Baker for uh, Hillsboro is going to make a difference. He's been a, a good contributor on defense as well as uh, effective on offense. And I think uh, having a guy like him to lead the way is going to make a difference here for Hill, for Hillsboro, but it could come down to the wire and it really could go either way. Uh, I'm going to go Hillsboro 21, Stewart's Creek 20. Centennial at Independence. I'm going Centennial 42, Independence 30. Jamal Stewart and the Cougars are rolling there in their first couple games. And lastly, Waverly at Mount Pleasant. Uh, Waverly has Bryce Stanfield, who has rushed for nearly 700 yards in two games. And I think he's going to continue that against Mount Pleasant. And I'm going to go Waverly 42. Mount Pleasant 20. That's all the time we've got for today. I'm Russell Vidozzi. Thanks for tuning in to the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show. You've been watching the Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show with Russell Vinozzi and Tyler Palmatier. Nobody brings you more comprehensive coverage of high school sports in Middle Tennessee than Main Street Preps. Join us each week at this time on Main Street Media TV to get the latest news about high school football. The Main Street Preps High School Football Preview Show is brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.